This is Channel 253. In this episode of What Say You? Is anybody having sex? Do they talk about sex? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. Didn't you listen. About, girl, she talking about the 14-year-old girl that has two babies. The whole? Okay, oh, okay listen, listen, wait. listen. Wait, 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 wait. No. Give me a second. Channel 253 is sponsored by Alaska Airlines. I'm Nate Bowling, and I fly Alaska. To book your next trip, go to alaskaair.com. What say you? Real sisters. Real talk. you down-to-earth conversations between sisters about life work family and the pursuit of an anti-racist community hi i'm audrey and i'm melanie what What say say you well hello community is that including me? That- <laughs> Girl, you know I was giving my, like, upbeat, how are you inspirational, but hey, sister. Hey, hey. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm so happy to be back on the mic. Yes. Mm. It's been a while. It has. Which means that this is going to be a great show. I There's got so much to tell. to say, right? Ooh. <laughs> Talk about it. Talk about it. Let's Almost, do that. It, it totally in my heart, our heart, because today is so exciting. I got my granddaughter and your my grandniece, my great niece, my beautiful niece, my everything niece, my niece that always be getting in trouble. Yes, on the mic today. Yes. Let us introduce to the world Jaylene Marjan Cunningham, Cunningham Peak. Peak. My government name. Hey, <laughs> hey Jaylene. Hey, hey Jaylene. Hey world. This is this is my granddaughter uh, Audrey's great your great niece, right? Yes, mm-hmm. your great niece. Her mom is my daughter. Yes, and so we've invited her into the studio today to podcast chat about. Isn't she lovely? Yes. 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 Tell Insights us. into Generation Z. Mm. Mm. When was you born? What's your birthday? December 19th, 2006. December 19th, 2006. I remember that day very well. Girl, what you remember? Is that a good I thing? remember. Yes. Oh my gosh. I remember it like it was yesterday. Tell me. I was working down the street at uh, Key Bank. Key Bank, you mm-hmm. was over there by, um, I mean, th- this is the 253 channel, yeah. so uh, we talking about Tacoma. You was off, off of Sprague and uh, 19th Trafton. Sprague, right? Over or there Trafton. by the... By the 7-Eleven, mm-hmm. behind the 7-Eleven. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. And your mother called and said that her water had broken and she was going to the hospital. And I went up there. We were all there. Yeah, we were all there except for Papa needed to go home and get his car, and then, right? Yes. And I took him home mm-hmm. to get his car, and so as soon as you Jaylene, guys left, that's when you were born. This, <laughs> this, this might be a first time announcement. Grandma was there when you were born. I'm so she sorry. She was there hours and hours Not before to, you were born. Girl, yeah, I was there hours and yeah, hours before, but she wasn't there. I but missed. I was there when minutes. you came out. Yeah, and I tell the story. Mm-hmm. And which is the truth, 
that when you first came out of your mother's body, <laughs> I'm laughing so hard right now. You looked around. Mm-hmm. What happened? Girl? You didn't cry right away. You looked around first. You looked at the nurse, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then it was your dad, and then you John. looked at your mom, mm-hmm. and then you looked at me, mm-hmm. and then you looked at Nana, and you you were silent. And I mm-hmm. thought, oh my God, she's not breathing. <laughs> But what I think you were doing is you looked around at everybody and then you were like, like, oh, my God, this is my family. (laughs) (laughs) That's the way I tell it. But that's the way it happened. I think. There are some pictures somewhere that oh has she has in the oh, middle she's finger got, up. You had both of your middle fingers up as well. You I had did. your yeah. middle fingers up. Your arms up. were above your head or right parallel at your head. You had both you your middle both fingers of your up. Middle fingers you looked up. around. You like, what the yeah. fuck? Mm-hmm. And then you Coming started into crying. This world. Yes, you and did. And then you cried. Mm-hmm. Have you heard that story before? Like many, yeah, times. many times. Many times. Many times. <laughs> yes. But girl, work, welcome to What Say You podcast. And now here Thank you God. are, 12. Mm-hmm. 12 years old. Gen Z. Gen Z. And I just can't believe that you got evicted today. I got evicted. <laughs> oh, sister. Wait, wait. Did we just throw that on the audience? Just, mm-hmm. Let's give some background for that, Haley, yes. before we go in there. And so. Jaylene lives with me full-time. This is the situation. Jaylene lives with me full-time. And so we've been working on how do we establish our footprint in a space and how do you minimize your footprint when you are living with someone in a small confined space. We got less than a thousand square feet, like right at a thousand square feet. So in my mind as Grana, I'm saying to her, I'm I'm teaching you how to be a good college roommate. Mm. That's that's how I, you know, she's 12. Okay. I keep coming back that. She's 12. So I'm saying, okay, um, this is my assignment. I'm teaching you how to be a good college roommate. And so this mm. morning... We've been going up and down. Jaylene, you smiling at me, but yeah, this is it. And and, and if at any time Grana's not telling the truth, please insert yourself. I'm aware. Okay. <laughs> this morning, audience, I come to Jaylene. Now she got volleyball tryouts today. Right. She trying to go forth to be on a competitive volleyball team, which starts at twelve. I got an appointment at 10 with the lady coming over my house to teach me how to have more joy with my clothes and my life. And stuff. The Marie she Kondo thing. Up. Yeah, she coming over the Marie Kondo thing. She coming to, to teach me how to have joy in my house. So I'm excited about this joy about to go down. She coming at 10. So at like 9, maybe 8.50. I'm like, Jalen, you need to get up. You got to get up. Because she got to get ready. I got stuff in my room I don't want the lady to see. I got to clean up. You got to you know, clean up to clean up. I got to <laughs> clean up to get the lady to come help me have joy. Go that's, ahead. That's the twisted vision in my head. <laughs> okay. I'm just trying to set the stage. And I asked Jaylene to get up. Okay. What happened? She didn't move. That's normal. What well, I mean, happened? the first yeah. time I probably didn't hear you. 
Okay. Okay. First time she probably didn't hear me. And then the second time I came back and asked her again. And I said five more minutes. And she said five more minutes. I said, Mm -hmm. okay. And then the third time I came back, what happened? Mm -hmm. You wasting our airtime. What What happened? happened? Um, You. Tell the truth, shame the devil. What happened? The third time. But anyway, okay, never mind. Third time is too many. Yes. And I came back. Fourth time? Fourth time you came back? Fourth time. And I think maybe even the fifth time. Ooh. And so then when she did finally crawl off the bed, are you ready for this? Oh, I'm scared. I'm nervous. (laughs) Okay, before you tell me. (laughs) Because I'm getting ready to tell you something, Before you tell me. Please remember, we are in a confined space (laughs) that we do not own, right? And we respect Doug's property. We we have worked (laughs) through this. Jaylene and I have worked through this towards the end of the day, so we all good. I'm just trying to go back and tell you what went down. What went down when you went back? She got up out the bed and told me Uh that I was lying about the lady that was coming. So okay. technically, in my own home, this 12-year-old girl, that uh, Gen Z, that pays no bills, does no contribution whatsoever, is going to tell her grandmother that I am lying about an uh, appointment that's coming to her house. And how dare her, how dare me wake her up to get out of my bed? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Well, Auntie, Jaylene. I know. Jaylene, oh, what's that? You? Bad. So, I Ooh. I was not feeling it. Mm. I got up and I really was half asleep, half mm. awake. Not saying it's an excuse. I mean, she didn't do it. Period. Mm. And she was like, "Oh, this lady's coming over. Oh, this and the mm. lady and blah blah blah." And I'm just like, "Okay," but in my mind, I'm like, "Hmm, lady, huh?" I thought she just wanted me to get up. So I was like, I mean, you don't have to lie about the lady coming over. That's what she said. That's exactly, exactly. what I said. Mm-hmm. To and me. Once I, like, After the fourth time. I know. Once I got to the bathroom, when I had to, like, use the bathroom, I looked up, like, I looked at myself and I'm like, oh, Jalen, you done messed up. Mm, yeah, girl. she did. Because what did I say? What did Grana say? Tell, tell the world how Grana responded to that. Mm. At what point? Yeah. At any point. What did I say? What was the end result? I'm going to get evicted. Yeah. And how did I eloquently say that? What were my lessons learned to you? Or what did I say before I evicted you? What did I say? You need to pack your stuff. Mm-hmm. Why? Because you're getting evicted. Why? Because a 12-year-old doesn't call me a liar in her own house. Ooh, we well. Ooh, first so of all, let's, let's examine mm, Generation Z. Ooh, the gall of it all. Let me. T- okay. <clears throat> well, sister, yes, I commend sister. you for this child still being alive at this moment. <laughs> I Girl, think, it was hard. I think that with Jaylene specifically mm. and. Gen Z in general, the behavior that just sticks out at me and puzzles me is the entitlement of a voice all the time. That's you, 12. You 12. She 12. You t- uh, listen, look at me. You are 12. You she understand? 12. Mm-hmm. 
Girl, you don't even have credit. You hear me? Well, unless you don't, you some don't. been absconded. <laughs> well, no, I'm seriously. You are. She's 12. You are 12. We tell you that all the time. You are 12. We just keep, don't we say that to you all the time? Jaylene, yeah, you 12. Be 12. It's annoying. She what? said, it, uh, Auntie. It's annoying. it's annoying. Be yeah. annoyed. We don't care. Be annoyed, girl. Be annoyed. Well, like in a month, like in about two months, I'm going to be 13. And, and you still going to be annoyed because you still going to be a child. And there's mm-hmm. certain guidelines. I don't care what you could be from Gen 974ZBD. Mm-hmm. I don't care what gen it is. Mm-hmm. You are twelve, and I don't, uh, I don't understand why you always have to have a voice. Talk to me about that. I don't. Yeah, because we that. say, Jaylene, be quiet, and you keep talking. Jaylene, be quiet, and you keep talking. Jaylene, be quiet. And we keep talking. What does it take for you to be quiet? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> a muzzle. <laughs> I mean, this is real talk. If you watch The Handmaid's Tale, you ever, do you watch The I Handmaid's Tale? I did. Oh my God, I love it. You know those muzzles they put on them. <laughs> Girl, you're gonna have a collar and a muscle. But anyway, go ahead and answer that question. Yeah, I I, I hope I'm no speaking. I'm speaking in our listeners' perspective that may have twelve and thirteen and fourteen year olds. Why you got to keep talking when we ask you to please and we say please, please be quiet. Yeah, answer that. Okay, so I not defending the right that I keep on not the right, not defending that I keep on Oh, but you just let it out. You keep on. You just keep let it on. out. You know, you just oh, let it out. Did you hear what she said? Not defending the right. Oh, not that I think I have the right. That's the answer. But go ahead, girl. But say anyway, it in your own voice. Say your excuse. Okay. Sorry. It's not an excuse. Tell me what it is. Okay. So I feel like if there is something put upon a person, they can, like, respond. Because my great-grandmother's always told me, like, I'll let you say anything as long as it's respectful. But you move beyond respectful. You ain't even respectful no more. Or maybe we just have to get back to the definition of respectful. Because this morning, you was extremely disrespectful. Yeah, I was out of line. That was... Oh. It was... It, oh, it was rough. Nice. It was, oh, it was did you apologize funny. to Grana? I gave her a note okay. that said I apologize. It's never come out of her mouth. Yes, exactly. it has. When we were, when we were sitting at the lake, at like when we were um, sitting at the chairs by the no, lake. No, you were the reading lake. the letter. And then you I said, I deeply apologize. Oh, you, okay. Okay, okay see, we'll why, can we be, why can we be in the presence of one well, another? Grandma, were you and listening? We have, okay, I'll be you quiet. Know, you got ADD sometimes. So. Okay, I'm quiet. Go ahead and apologize. I'm quiet. I know I was out of line. From now on, on that won't come out of my mouth because I've checked myself. And with all that, I deeply apologize. Mm. That was so, good. That was nice. And, and I was watching her. It seems very sincere. Can I? Can say you help and? yourself though? That's what, all I wanted to say was and because it sounds to me like convenience. 
She'll say that to me today because she needs to get back to her convenience. And then she won the volleyball thing. Like, she's just been accepted Ooh, congratulations. on Congratulations. DeKine. What's it called? DeKine De- sports team? The DeKine sports. The DeKine volleyball. T- the DeKine volleyball clubs mm. traveling 13 youth. Um, yes. volleyball team. So 13, you got on the 13-year-old squad. So hallelujah. But even getting there, get like getting to practice. Oh, my gosh. And all the drama before that. Mm-hmm. And so now, so parents, I'm just saying I accept the apology. And I'm saying this to you, Jaylene. I accept your apology and I hope that you will be true to your apology. And this apology is not a convenient thing. It's a tied to your sports because you say stuff and then you go back to doing the same old stuff. And I just want to encourage parents to stick your ground because, honey, she had to pack her stuff. It was out the house. Well, I'm just saying it's gone. And I commend Bye. you. I commend you for having some boundaries and consequences because I believe left unchecked. This generation will be buck wild. They already are. They already I've buck already wild. seen. Oh my gosh. I have already seen children Jaylene's age and younger and a little older who I think they know I, everything. They they know everything. Not just know everything. Girl, you know everything. You know, I tell you that all the time. I know. But they are so out of control and disrespectful. Disrespectful. And let me tell you, it is because I think some of them, the parents are either absence, absent, disengaged, or listen to this one, or afraid, afraid to... Check their child. Girl, shut up. You said afraid. the parents are afraid yes. to check their own child. Yes. Girl, d- unpack that a little bit. What you afraid. mean by afraid? What? Let me put it like this. Jamie, you think I'm scared of you? No, thank you. Uh, not, no, I'm you, you, you know not, You're not regular. I ain't regular. We're not regular. Hell to the no. None of us are regular. Mm-hmm. You, you're not, not, you're not, from, you're not from a regular family. Well, talk I about know. that. But How can parents When be I afraid? say afraid, it, I mean... There are parents out there where it is easier for them to let the child do and be than to check them for fear of what will happen from the child. The anger, the the possible uh, lack of love from the child. Mm-hmm. I've heard people say that before. Well, I want my child to be my friend. What? Mm-hmm. I mean, you can have your parent as your friend, but at the end of the day, your parent is your parent. I am not your friend. I I mean, like you can be, you can talk about your, you can. How do you I can say love me. You can honor me, but I am not your friend. That's mm-hmm. not a word that I want you to use to describe me. Right, but I'm like not act like a like a normal friend, but have those qualities. Like, I can talk to you about anything. Like you can. If, Yeah, like, stuff like that. And I, maybe it's just... But you can't challenge me on an equal level. Oh, no. That's not what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, but that's why I'm saying I am not your friend. Because mm-hmm. friends, you see yourself in a... 
I don't know, on a, on a level playing the, field yeah. and this, that, and another. But I, you, you don't get to see me that way because I'm in charge. I know. Yeah, okay. No, girl, sometimes you down, be girl, acting. Calm down, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> girl, calm down. We know you in charge. Okay, we girl. agree. You agree, Jaylene? I got it, I got girl, it. Girl, oh okay. my God. Jaylene, you know you didn't act like that this morning. This, so, it was rough this morning. So was. I have some questions, Jaylene. Okay. I have some questions for you so you can give us some insight. I know every... Every Gen Xer isn't you, but you can certainly give us some insight into what it's like to be part of that generation, specifically at 12 years old. I think it's more of like a at an eighth grade level because the 12 year olds in seventh grade and the 12 year olds in eighth grade, like you don't when you're in eighth grade, you're not seen as a 12 year old. You're seen as an eighth grader. And when you're in seventh grade, you're not seen as a 12 or 11 year old. You're seen as a seventh grader. So you're 12 years old in the eighth grade. Right, right, right. right. How did so, that happen? Um, When I went to, did I skip kindergarten? No, you didn't skip kindergarten. No? You started your school years in private school. Yeah, yeah. So you were able to test into a level that was equal to where your development was. And so they didn't look at, like, birthdays and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. They looked at your development. Okay. So you tested into a space that finds you now as the youngest in your eighth grade class, but also the youngest in the eighth grade class, homegirl is the president. Yes, of her she school. is student body president. Student body president. What? Yeah, you want to give a shout out to your school? Okay, Hutloff Middle School. That. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's yeah. your mascot? We're the Hurricanes. Woo! I didn't know that. The Hutloff Middle School Hurricanes in Lakewood. So what is it like, Jaylene, what is it like being an eighth grader in the world in 2019? Oh, okay. So when you're an eighth grader, it's an awkward stage because you're not a baby. You're not a teenager. And you have, like, friends are so hard to come across. And then when you do that it's it's legendary and then something happens it's just a whole a whole thing so it's just something you have to bear through until you really find where you stand that was deep mm I sound like my life <laughs> <laughs> when you're 61 you have to bear through <laughs> what about um so I'm going to ask you some open-ended questions, and I want you to fill in the blanks. Okay. Okay. When I look at my family, I see... My mother, my aunt, my grandmother, my great-grandfather, my great-grandmother, and that's it. Hmm. Ooh, girl, I'm glad I was included. Girl. <laughs> that's not the way I was wanting that to go, but... <laughs> She, I'm, I'm gonna let that be. But she, <laughs> let be. But she saw her people. She saw her people. Mm-hmm. That's the important people. Mm-hmm. Okay. And there's obviously some people absent, and and that would be uh, some some people that other people would figure it out. And so that's a whole nother question to explore at another time. But yeah, that's cool. I'm glad I was in there though, girl. <laughs> Thank you. Here's another one. Politics to me are politics as in what type of politics? 
the kind you watch with your nana. Oh, my God. (laughs) Politics really mind boggle me. So with my great grandmother, we talk about politics. Well, she talks about politics. I just sit there and listen. And it seems so simple. And then once we're in um, United States history right now, eighth graders are in United States history. And we were learning little bits about politics and some of the stuff we're learning in school isn't matching up to what I was learning at home and that really confuses me Hmm. like I don't know what a democrat is now or a republican like I used to from what I know from my family and then when the school system put something else in my brain to to change it up now I just don't so you learn about political parties and what do you know about the United States politics system and the political parties? Like, what is a Democrat and what is a Republican as you know it right now? So from what I'm at, like at this moment, from what I know, a Democrat is a is a person who um, wants for the people. And then a Republican is a person who wants for themselves. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> that's, okay. That's, that's, okay. I guess fair enough. So. Let's okay. move on. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> Out of the mouths of an eighth Out grader. Out of the mouths of an eighth okay. grader. Okay. All right. Woo. Along the same lines. Okay. Keep here's another moving. one. <laughs> if I could vote, I would run for president of the United States. Yes, because well. If I if I just had the right to vote vote, then I would just see it how I was learned I was taught. So my great grandma says, always vote. It doesn't matter. Just vote. So if nobody who I really 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 like is running for president, then I'll sit there and I'll be okay. Who is the worst that can, what's the worst that can happen? And then that's the person who I would not vote for. Mm. Hmm. So do you mean that if you see a void that you're going to decide to run in a spot or, I mean, when you, your answer to auntie's question was run for president. So does that mean you're going to look into the situation if you see a void or a need or opportunity and then that's the office you're going to seek or what do you mean? No, no. Well, explain yourself, sister girl. Um, Don't know. Mm-mm. Well, I think I think you answered that pretty well. I mean, that was. Um, I wanted to get an idea at in eighth grade, at twelve years old, what if you were connected in any way, to even thinking about politics, voting, and such. Mm-hmm. So she knows political yes. parties. Well, that's me. Like other eighth graders, just vote for what's popular. Like, mm. the popular thing right now is Donald Trump's bad. So everyone thinks Donald Trump's bad. You know? In eighth grade? In eighth grade. Like, when, when we were—we um, weren't really learning, but when the name Donald Trump came in the classroom in my uni- United States history class, everyone was, like, rolling their eyes. Oh, my God, ew. Like, stuff like that. What's wrong with that? <laughs> <laughs> Just— Okay, let's move on. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Let me ask you this then. How how did you become student body president in your in your political um 
pursuit to become president, what was your what was your approach? What was your platform? How did you um, gain ideas or a sense of what your um, constituents would want from you? What was your approach? Um, when an eighth grader um, took her life at my school, it just kind of woke me up like, like these, and she took her life because of bullying. So these kids are being so disrespectful, so harsh on other kids Mm -hmm. to the point where they want to take their own life. Mm -hmm. I remember that. And that, 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 I I couldn't have that at my school. Mm -hmm. And not saying that's ever going to stop, like permanently stop right now. But if we can make something better, if we can get together and see each other in a different way and be unified, mm-hmm. then I feel like more respect and friendship instead of hate would come upon. So is that what is that what motivated you to run for president or like what what was your idea from there? The lack of kindness mm. motivated me to run for president. Very good. Get it girl. Along those lines, if you Jaylene, if you were had an audience of parents and you were able to speak to them, and you have their captive attention, what would you tell parents that they need to start doing? Discipline. Oh, really? (laughs) That's the thing. (laughs) I say that. Coming from somebody that got evicted this far. Right. Well, go ahead. Explain. I say that because at school, it... It's a war zone. Mm. <laughs> like, you, you go to school and what, something can happen. Like, anything can happen. There could be a fight one day. Teacher got cussed out this day. Um, Teacher got cussed out. Right? Yes. Teachers get cussed out or being very disrespected. And I just sit there and I'm like, if my mother, if my grandmother, if anyone in my family is right there next to me and I'm cussing the teacher out— Mm. Oh my gosh! So I just I just tell myself, I mean not not saying that I'm gonna do it ever like ever like that is really not okay. Just I tell myself to act exactly like my parent is right next to me. Mm-hmm. So you think that the kids act like that because their parents don't discipline them, or their parent is not right next, or they don't have a parent to be next to them. I think that kids act like that. Maybe for attention or maybe because their parents don't um, enforce kind words or enforce a different strategy to go along with what they're feeling Hmm. toward the teacher. Okay. Well, Hmm. what would you tell parents uh, to stop doing? Mm. Um. Um, in reality, like not, not from me because I don't really enforce this at all, Mm -hmm. but the phone, Uh like not, not saying, well, it, it, it depends. What about the phone? It depends on like the child you're working with, because with me, 
I'm on my phone for multiple reasons. I have ASB stuff going on my phone. I have entertainment going on my phone. I listen to music sometimes. Not not as often. I listen to music sometimes on my phone. Um, I play games. I like solitaire. See, so th- that's are you, one thing. So are you saying that you would tell parents to stop being on their phones so no, much? No, I would tell parents to just watch, like... To not closely watch their kids on their phone. Oh, okay. But to have like have have a a, a perspective of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Because when you closely watch a kid, especially in Generation Z, on their phone, they're gonna want to like retaliate and say, "Oh, my parents told me not to do this, so I'm gonna do it anyway." Mm-hmm. I saw. Um, that reminds me. Last night, I was started to tell you this story outside on Dateline. Mm. And this is a true story. Two, there were three friends. They're all 12 years old. This is what made me think about Jaylene, and I was I couldn't wrap my brain around this. But they're three friends, and they were having a slumber party. Well, two of the girls had been friends. They've been friends for years. The third girl came to school uh, they had only uh, came to school and then kind of inserted herself into the friendship. So the third girl, the newest girl to the crew, she was she was closer to one of the other girls than she was to the the, the two. So she was closer to one of the two girls than the other. This third girl was. Long story short, they have a slumber party. Over at the newer girl's home, sleepover, wake up the next morning and decide to go to the park. Mm. And the two girls stabbed the one girl. What? Stabbed her. Really? Like 19 times. Stabbed oh my God. 19 times. Stabbed oh her. Why? Thought she was dead, but she didn't die. So they were able, she was able, and somebody to... found her in the park and. When she was able to say who did it. Who did it? When they were started investigating this, those two girls had planned the whole thing. Oh, my gosh. They planned the whole thing based off of some character, some some video game that they played. Mm. And the character in the video game was telling them about death. Mm. There's there's something. Oh my gosh! That's why I'm. I totally agree. And then of course, when they start talking to the parents, the parents had no, had no clue. My child would never do that. My child wouldn't do the thing. Did you know your child was watching this? No, I didn't know. Mm. Yeah. So there was a thing last year, in which I um, warned the principal about. It was called the Momo Challenge, where it, it, it's giving you challenges to harm yourself or other people, and then at the end, it's like kill yourself. Mm. What to little kids? Like it would start playing like Peppa Pig or something, you know, something for little babies, and then start playing that like the Momo Challenge, and mm. then there was before there was this Blue Whale Challenge. That was you have to carve a blue whale into your arm. What? That, that, okay, so this is the stuff that I've heard. I've never actually seen the video or seen the blue whale challenge or heard somebody doing it or something like that that I actually but actually you know, know of it. But I know of it. And that's mm. something that I did warn the principal about. And mm. yeah, it, it was. That's so crazy. How do you stand up to, or what do you do? When 
people are doing things that you don't agree with. <clears throat> what do you do? First of all, does that happen? What do you mean? At school? Like if someone says something that I don't agree with? Says or, or you know, you're at, let's say you're at lunch mm. and people are talking about stuff and you're like, oh, I don't. What do you do? Mm, so, hold that thought. Hold that thought for a second. Okay. Because we're going to go to break. And when we come back, Jaylene, it's like you get to hear all this kind of stuff and you have to have a filter on things. You know, how how do you filter things in order to be um, a leader? Mm-hmm. You know, how do, how do you, you're the student body president of your middle school. People look up to you. What auntie's asking you, you know, basically, how do you filter that stuff? When we, gonna, when we come back, we're going to talk about that. Okay. We'll be back in a moment. This is Alaska Airlines Mileage Plan MVP, Nate Bowling, host of the Channel 253 sister podcast, Nerd Farmer. Hope and I are setting off on a new adventure. We're moving to the Middle East for the next few years and exploring a new culture. Don't worry. Don't worry. The Nerd Farmer podcast isn't going anywhere. But do you know what is coming with us? My Alaska Airlines mileage plan. Here's what's cool. Alaska has more than 15 global partners, which allows me to earn and use Alaska miles even when I'm not flying Alaska. So if I leave SeaTac and fly direct to Dubai on Emirates on an eligible fare, I'm going to earn Alaska miles on that flight. That means whenever I fly home, I'm going to be racking up some insane miles that I can use to book future travel. If you have an international vacation plan, check out the list of Alaska Airlines partners like Japan Airlines, British Airways, Cathay Pacific, Qantas, and a whole lot more. Enter your Alaska Airlines mileage plan number when you book with Alaska Global Partners and watch those miles add up toward elite status on your next trip. My thanks to Alaska Airlines for their continued support of Channel 253. Learn more at alaskaair.com backslash global partners. Welcome back. Yeah, we're talking to Jaylene. Mm -hmm. She's 12 Mm -hmm. years old and a member of Generation Z. Yes. Yes. This is very us, insightful. She's giving us the tea. Giving us <laughs> Oh, my God. Giving us some insight. <laughs> well, not the tea. She's giving us insight. Insight. And I, I want to say thank you so much. Um, For being transparent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's important that we know what's happening and that you feel comfortable talking to us and we feel comfortable talking to you and mm-hmm. that, you know, we we spend time talking. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's uh, thank you for being here today. No Amen. problem. Well, you don't insight. have a driver's license, so you need to, you was going to go wherever Grandma went anyway. But thank you. <laughs> <Your insight's laughs> thank you for here. coming along. So before we went to break, I was really, my question was really, cent- it wasn't well asked, so I'm going to rephrase it. It's really centered around peer pressure. Okay. Have you experienced peer pressure in in your middle school years? Not really, because I don't put myself in the in the space to experience peer pressure. Hmm. Say that another way. So, who I used to hang out with, I kind of just, I wouldn't hang out with them if I thought that they were going to peer pressure me into something that I didn't want to do. And even if they did, I act like my parent is right there. And really think about it. Like, if my mom was standing right behind me, would I do this thing? And if it's no, then it's no. And if it's yes, then it's yes. Have you seen your peers do anything that um, 
causes you besides cussing out teachers, which I just <laughs> I'm, I still can't wrap my brain I'm around still that. Done. I can't even. Um, which is probably why I'm not a teacher. <laughs> I I I used I to be a teacher. I remember you used to substitute teacher. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I substitute oh teacher long substitute enough to know teachers? that I don't want to be a teacher. I would be oh. full time. I wish. I wish. I wish. I wish. But you know, I fight kids, girl. I, so. I mean, because I know you'll just say what's on your mind. Yes. Yeah, and that's why I want to give a shout-out to all, all the, the teachers. teachers. Oh, my, my God. God. Teachers that are teaching every every level of student. I, we, I, because I tried it, and it's not for me. Mm-hmm. And so I know the level of... Um, consciousness that they have to have, and it it girl it drains well, it drains your brain, and not mm. only with the students but the parents too who think their kids are all perfect and everything. Mm. So shout out teachers, but God then, bless you all. Yeah, God bless you all. Well, God bless most of you, because I'm just gonna say there are some teachers. Yeah, they're tired. Yeah, they're they tired, tired, and let and me they just need say y'all just go ahead and retire mm-hmm. right now. Yeah, because you're but not we're serving keep this us well. On the upswing. Uh, but we we gonna keep it on the upswing and we gonna keep it real. Yeah, I so get it. just if there's if that's one of y'all, just go ahead and turn in your paperwork. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, turn your paperwork in, and let's we'll keep start it a GoFundMe you, you yeah. go yeah. page. Let's help us early with retirement. Happy retirement, early Mr. retirement. Mr. Smith, he bitter. He yes. bitter. Let's get GoFundMe. <laughs> GoFundMe. He bitter. <laughs> that's he can't all come I'm back saying. to class because <laughs> the impact on our children's Ooh. future is so important. So that yeah, I'm true. not gonna kumbaya everything because yeah. I've seen it go sideways okay. but for most of all I, I love teachers and you know you all deserve the best alright Jaylene so, so anyway back um, to it so peer pressure you 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 got that under control have you seen any of your peers do anything that caused you to go oh my god why I'm are def- they doing that definitely heard about it in middle school you hear about everything okay, you hear well, girl, literally the about tea. what's everything. happening there's um, r- rumors. I'm just going to say rumors because mm-hmm. you don't know if they're true, mm-hmm. especially How in middle school. How do rumors school. get started? Started, started by, by the jealous, jealous people and yes. they get mad. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's like jam right so, there. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. <laughs> so, Tell me a rumor. There's, okay, so there was a rumor about me. Ooh. There's multiple rumors about me. But what? this one rumor about She's me. popular. Girl, I yeah. fight kids. Do I need to go fight? No. Okay. So it, it's basically... Just literally jealous people. Like, there's a group of girls who just sit there and just talk about people. Oh, you got mean girls up there for real? Are they mean girls? I don't know who they are. Uh Uh-huh. I don't. You know who they are. I don't. You know who they are. I don't know who they are. Well, how do you know there's a rumor about you? Because a person in ASB Mm -hmm. told me that they heard that th- that this person said something. So I'm just he like... He said, she said. That's exactly what it is. So I just don't put my energy to it because once you put your energy to it, you get energy there out of it. There you go. And, and keep your something. eye on that person who brought it to you. Because mm-hmm. usually there's some, you know, there's some mess that's going on there. suspect right there. Mm-hmm. Always is. Now, um, what's another... Give us another... Ooh, I got, I got a topic I really want to get to because you and I have talked about this a little bit. We have. Racism. Oh my. Okay, so how? Let in me just ask a question. In how do you school. all comprehend and understand racism? Tell me what's going down. So, middle schoolers don't know the definition of racism. For example, um, I was in my United States history class, and we were learning about 
slavery. Mm-hmm. And as I was sitting there watching the teacher teach us about slavery, reading the book, I definitely put inside in. Like when they were talking about how um, when the slaves got off the boat and they would have these signs selling slaves. When I went to a museum, a museum in Memphis, Tennessee, um, I saw a poster that said selling slave and then description of them like they were an item Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and um of course i would give insight in all that and i really observed people taking it as a joke or not taking it seriously and that really really opened my eyes to like people don't see stuff so serious as this. So they thought it was funny? They thought it was funny. They mm. sat there and they thought it was funny. And with that, I started shaking. Like, I was literally physically shaking because I, I couldn't do anything about it because it's not what my place to do anything doing? about it. The teacher wasn't doing anything. And, and the only... And, well, the teacher... Oh, how do I put this? The teacher kind of got them focused on the topic, mm-hmm. but you could tell that they didn't care. Wow. The teacher didn't care? No, the teacher did, cared. The, the teacher cared, but the students didn't care. They they might have not been visibly, like, laughing, or they were sometimes. Why? <laughs> so you're telling me that you're in school and you're going over slavery and... The kids are... They're laughing. Laughing when you when they're, t- they're talking about the slaves getting off and the posters. Well, not necessarily in that part, mm-hmm. but they weren't taking it seriously. Wow. Not necessarily mm-hmm. laughing, but you can tell that well, they how weren't taking was your, it seriously. How would, may I ask you this question? Is your teacher um, of Caucasian descent? Yes. And so how was your... What type of energy... Was how would you describe the energy in which your teacher was teaching? It was an informative energy. Okay, he didn't have a certain perspective. Mm -hmm. It was very informative and not necessarily like super serious, but very like professional. Got you. And but with the students laughing and everything, how was that handled? When the students weren't um, taking it seriously, not necessarily laughing. When the students weren't taking it seriously, he just kind of just shook his head like he made sure that it was like no big distractions Mm -hmm. and after class I was like I was hot like I was not not having it and I met a human after school and we were going down to an ASB meeting and I was telling her like that's not okay like blah 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 and then I was like I just need a rant and then Um, the teacher was right next to me and he was like, okay, I want to hear this rant. And I was like, it is so not okay for you to sit there and laugh at something so brutal. Mm -hmm. And he was like, I totally agree. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He's empathetic about it. Very. And Mm -hmm. so you told me a story also about a friend of yours that that we won't, we'll just say his name begins with a J. Mm. We won't say his real name. Mm -hmm. But how this J person. I want to fight him. <laughs> How this J person totally totally was disrespecting, you know, like I 
that done got nothing to do with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So why should I care? Like, tell that story because I'm, I'm, uh, what's the word I want to say? I'm concerned for Generation Z. I am too. If there is no uh, empathy for Mm -hmm. slavery and history and this is getting erased in you all's mind and it's, it's on you right now to continue the fight and you got people coming up that don't care. So yeah. talk, what what did what so, did that Jay person say? The to you? whole beginning, we're just gonna call him Jay. Jay, there you go. So the whole thing started when I wore my e-racism shirt to school. E-racism. 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 Right. That means like not racist. Yeah. Like, like erasing racism. Like no thank you. Mm-hmm. And um we were in, we have the same sixth period, which is United States history. And I was sitting there minding my business. And he was like, what does your shirt say? Racism? So you're a racist? And I'm like, black people can't be racist. And then he was like, yes, they can. And I'm like, no, they can't. And I just, I don't argue with stupid. So Good for you. I just Ooh, let it be. That That's nice. my baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't. So I just let it be. And I was just like, okay. And then um, when we were learning about slavery, a few, maybe a week after that, he put his head down. Like, he didn't really care. He didn't, like, visually laugh or anything like that. Mm-hmm. He was just putting his head down, looking around. Like Disengaged. He wasn't, yes. Mm. And um, and he just wasn't into it. And as the um, story was being pushed along with slavery, like, how it was told and what happened, I was informing people. And he was like, why are you even mad about it? Like, it's not even going to happen to you. Oh, my God. Whoa. Wow. That's when I was just looked at him. And I was like, you don't know that. And then went on with my life. Mm. And then after that, I, I was. But didn't he even say it doesn't matter and I'm not going to um, yeah, so, um, learn anything about something that doesn't have to do with me? Yes. That's what you were and telling me. So we, we used to sit at the same lunch table and um, with at the same lunch table, we were talking, blah, blah, blah. And I told him, as your friend. I will inform you about slavery because I just think you don't know. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I will do. Mm-hmm. So I was telling him about how black people were slaves and blah, blah, blah. And blah, blah, blah. <laughs> well, how they were slaves and how they were bought. And oh, you try to school him a little bit. Yes, a little bit. Just give him a little bit of information. And then he was like, well, you're half white. Mm. Why you feel the need to that? bring that up? <laughs> right? That was like something. You're half white, <laughs> which you are <laughs> and whatever. No, she I think, isn't. No, she's yeah, a quarter. Yeah, she's a, I'm a quarter. Where did this information come I'm from? Like that four-eighths. Girl, what? But, but the, you you the law said back then, you got to drop <laughs> if you, you black. Gotta, you got to drop a black blood, you black. <clears throat> right. So anyway, what does anyway. that mean? What does that mean? And how did you say? How did that even impact you when he said? You I didn't say anything. Wife? Okay, I didn't say anything. I didn't. Was she an octoroon? Oh, octoroon! <laughs> stupid mess that right is there. So that is. And, and I'm just where? How old is Jay? He's twelve too, or thirteen? He's thirteen, turning. Where 14. did he even get that mess for mine? Well, grown okay. people. Okay, his mind is messy. Babies aren't. Babies aren't born. Babies aren't Where born racist. Learn? None of us are born that way. I'm just going to cuss. How you learn some shit like that? It's the grown people that he's... Ooh, he learned it from some grown Lord people. Oh, my God. But anyway. Okay, anyway, so... Did, and is then, he still your friend? No. Right, like, very distant. Like, I don't share words with him. If he talks to me and he's like, oh, what are you doing? Minding my business. You should try it. Mm. That's yeah, my response. Good. 
Yeah. Business, get some. All right. <laughs> well, it sounds to me like uh, being Generation Z is, this is stressful. Oh, my gosh. Would you say it? Are, do you feel stress? Well, as um, a volleyball player, as a dancer, as the ASB president, as an honor student, as a golfer, as all of that, it's stressful on me. But the um, average eighth grader or 12-year-old, I don't think it should be that stressful. Well, I, I'm never the average Eighth grader, twelve year old. Boom shaka laka laka. <laughs> so boom. I would know. All right, boo doo doo. Can we have I some confidence? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yes. got one more because you know I love how you confide in me. You know, and I thank you for that. I want you to share with the because this fascinated me when we what? were talking about sitting at the lunchroom table and the boys talk about oh it pulling wasn't it wasn't about the what? Where so were you pulling like, pulling a girl? How they how they pulling with some teeth? And I said, what? Girl, please explain Are this you to me. Serious? Okay, listen, so, listen, listen, listen. So pulling. I, listen, listen, listen. Okay, so <laughs> we I was doing my maps test, which is a just statewide test. And standardized testing. And um I was sitting there minding my business, and then some a boy sat right next to me and I know this boy like I don't fully know this boy but he's one of my acquaintances and he has told me that he's liked me and asked me out multiple times over middle school I'm gonna fight him oh my god! where do live I don't know and when they say ask me out where I they don't know go? where we go go where gonna have a car right he got a driver's license you don't have right. a job right, right. where are we gonna go the where park where are going are we going to the park okay. are we going to Chuck E. Cheese you don't even I go to know. McDonald's ask you out what <laughs> ask you outside stand on the sidewalk while his mama come pick him up where he go ask you what you wanna go out with me where does he live where you wanna go can we go outside where you live? I don't I'll know. I'll fight him, too. Go ahead, Jamie. Okay. Go ahead, girl. So, go ahead. Um, I was just sitting there, and he was like, oh, yeah, um, will you go out with me? And I'm like, no. And oh. then I went back <laughs> to what I was doing. And, what, and wait, then wait, he wait, was wait, like, wait, 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 wait. Just will tell everybody. With me? I'm sorry. What, tell everybody what Granny says for you to say to them when they ask you to, if you want to go GPA? out. What's your GPA? What? Oh, <laughs> oh, remember the boy that texted you? Oh, my gosh, you? on oh his grandma's phone. <laughs> I said, oh, from his grandmother's phone. God, oh, listen, listen. <laughs> this is the cutest thing. It was so that cute. That boy texted you. <laughs> he trying to rap. And he's text, he was texting Jaylene. Oh, my God, my stomach is From hurting. his grandmama's phone. His grandmama's phone. And I guess he had a curfew over on the phone because you got to text me back by 8.15. <laughs> and, and I was in the mix. I'm like, Jaylene, you better ask him what his GPA is. Oh, that was hilarious. <laughs> and what his school but anyway, finish, school um, references are. Finish telling oh, us about the pulling. hurting. What about pulling? So, yeah, the sorry. dude asked you out and then what? Um. So the dude asked me out and then I went back to what I was doing. And then... Um, you told him no, of course. Yeah, of course I told him no. Mm-hmm. And then he said, well, what's your type? And I'm just like... Oh, yeah. What's your type? Is he 12? He's, he's 13 turning 14. Oh, He's 13. God, and he's in eighth grade, 13 turning 14. Mm-hmm. He's dumb. Dumb as hell, too. I'm not judging. I'm not <laughs> no, judging. No, he's dumb. I'm dumb. <laughs> so, I'm and then I was just dumb like... dumb dude. 
What is GPA? That's all I keep saying. That's all you need to know. What's and your then, GPA? Point seven one. Um, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Jaylene. That gives us I some would, indication of the future. Mm-hmm. And then sorry, Jaylene. It's fine. Um, after he said that, I was just like, "No, thank you." I was just What's like, "What's your no. type? Did you describe a type?" No. Okay. I don't. Put don't energy out of yeah. I don't. I don't have one, and I don't put energy in something I don't want energy out of. So no, thank you. Mm, that was kind of. But we're getting to the pulling part. I'm I getting get to, there. Okay, I'm go. getting there. So after that, um, his friends like I was surrounded by guys, and after that, his he was talking to her, his friends like I've never been able to pull Jaylene, oh. and then you can you pull Jaylene, and then he was talking to me and was like, Would you rather date me or him? And I'm oh. like, Or. And then went back to what I was doing. <laughs> and then Man, he went to, can you pull Jaylene? All right, keep going because I want to know yeah. what pull means. And then pull basically means get them to get date them to, you. To like you. Get, get them to, to like, like them. you. Get mm-hmm. them to date you. And I don't understand. It's a contest? It's more of like, yeah, they were sitting there and be like, oh, I pulled 13 girls. And then the guy's like, oh, really? I don't believe you. I pulled this many. And then blah, blah, blah. Man, mm. girl, that's some baby Harvey Weinstein. Changed. Oh my God, mm, Generation Z, they need to look back to Harvey Weinstein. Might be in the baby boomer mm. era. Well, listen. So, mm. do you? Mm-mm-mm. What does a twelve, thirteen, eighth grader, eighth grade girls? What do you talk about? What do we talk about? Mm-hmm. Uh, like to who? To each other. Well, Give at this moment, at this moment. Um, a person, one of my quote unquote girlfriends, a person that I thought was my friend, really is not my friend. So I don't have really another eighth grade, like best friend girl to talk mm-hmm. to at this moment. Well, what are you, are you talking okay about in that? school? I'm I'm absolutely okay with that. Okay. Like if you're really like if you're really acting like that, I'd rather have no friends than a fake one. Okay. Ooh, boom. That's, that's the boom chakalaka. Okay. I mean, so you really feel okay have not having a friend. I mean, you're okay being a friend to yourself. Yeah, I'm I have so many acquaintances. Mm. I mean, I'm I'm the ASP president, so I really like to get to know everybody who goes to that school, mm-hmm. even though I can't really get to know all maybe eight hundred and fifty people who go to that school. So I just try and meet everyone who I can and for example in science I sit down and we just like mingle mm-hmm. I don't really have best friends mm-hmm. I just mingle with where I go mm-hmm. Auntie what was you saying now? I was going to ask um, I'm interested in what 8th graders girls specifically talk about are they talking about boys do you guys talk about boys do you it, hear that talk mm, it depends on who you're talking with. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. is anybody having sex? Do they talk about sex? Oh yeah! Oh my girl? gosh! Didn't you tell listen, about, girl, she told me about the 14 year old girl that has two babies. The whole, okay, oh, okay, listen, listen, wait. listen. Wait, 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 wait. No, Give me a second. Give you me a tell second. A story, okay, girl. so this is two. a rumor. Okay, this is a. I think I don't know if it's true. Mm. I really just want to stay out of it because that's drama. The podcast, right? So I'm just saying it's a rumor. I'm. I don't know if it's true, or anything like that. So. A girl in sixth grade who was I didn't associate with because she was seen as someone who I would not like to associate with. And um, she moved schools. And then when I was with the mall, at the mall with my mom, her and her friends 
were clearly talking about me. But again, I don't care what people think. It's not my business. And then um, about, let's see, Friday, either Thursday or Friday, um, a person, a friend of mine or acquaintance of mine was telling me, oh, yeah, this girl um, is, uh, is pregnant and she already had her baby. Mm. Like she already had her baby from, I guess, sixth grade year and then got pregnant. And then now pregnant, like okay. a baby, then pregnant. And what did Granite tell you that was exactly? What did rape? I call that? I said it was rape. Mm. That is something crazy. Well, a fourteen-year-old girl with two babies. Okay, you. I ain't one to gossip. You ain't heard it from me. Let's uh, move on to um, the final topic of kindness, Jaylene. Okay. Okay. So I I am really concerned with the amount of hate that is out in the atmosphere and how you can easily turn on the television and see it. And so in eighth grade, how is kindness resonating in your world or or is it? So for me, kindness is something that I just strive towards every single day because that's my... Like, that was my running platform. That's what I think needs to be at Hutloff Middle School. And um, with that, with other eighth graders, mm, I think that they need to be clearly introduced to it. Because, I mean, people are nice to one another. People are nice to one another. But at the exact same time, they're not, like, kind they're more of the not hate but not kind well mm-hmm. we talk about relational and transactional what does that what does that mean to you when we talk about that as a strategy so, transactional relational when someone is rude to you or you don't want to be associated with that person because of a valid reason to you um, you make them transactional so if you have to work with them on a school project that's what you do and that's it if you have to be in an ASB meeting with that person, that's what you do, and that's it. No birthday parties, no sleepovers, no nothing. And then relational is that acquaintance, that friend who you do what you need to do in school, but can also talk to that person and um, talk to that person like a friend. Give them some positive energy. Mm-hmm. Yes, and mm-hmm. birthday parties and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So... I- If you had to, on a scale of 1 to 10, with 1 being my life is horrible at 12 and 10 being my life is perfect at 12, Gen Xer, Zer, Gen Zer, -er. -er. (laughs) how would you rate your life today? Um, Right now, at this very, very moment, Mm -hmm. I would say I give myself like a 7. Okay. Because my my life is not bad. Mm-hmm. If I have a roof over my head, food to eat, and education, then your li- your life is not bad. Mm-hmm. Like you have the basic necessities. And then on top of that, you have or I have um extracurricular activities which I adore very much and even though that's a, a lot, which is why it's only a 7 and I have to really balance that kind of stuff because 
the teachers and then school and then homework on top of very intense volleyball tryouts or just volleyball practice and then having to deal with ASB stuff and then drama between ASB. Coming back from getting evicted. Yeah, Girl, you, you know. Got a lot going on. Let's bring this full circle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I would say seven isn't bad. And Jaylene, it's absolutely been wonderful to talk to you and hear your insights. I mean, I get to talk to you often, but sitting back and and really listening in this kind of format gives me a lot of insight on the young lady you're growing up to be. Mm-hmm. And quite frankly, I'm very proud to be your half-white auntie. <laughs> you ain't half-white. I had to breathe. That's still resonating <laughs> in my head. Was in your head. Please just allow me to insert one more thing for our listeners because they might not even know. At nine years old, you went to South Africa. I did. So you also have a global perspective. What was your, just really quick, what was your takeaway as a global scholar, you know, studying abroad, going abroad at nine years old, and now you're 12? So at, at that moment, I didn't know how important it was. Like, I knew it was important. Like, you're nine years old. You have a passport, and you're going to a foreign country when some people don't even get out of the state that they're in. So I understood that, but I didn't know the real depth of it. Mm-hmm. So right now, when I think back on that, I just think— that their life is so much different and in South Africa in South Africa and mm-hmm. some people um who are living in poverty don't have the education that they need don't have water that they need don't have food that they need maybe not even a parent that they need and i'm sitting here with multiple parents with all the food in the world and all that kind of stuff so Whatever I'm, like, arguing about or whatever I'm complaining about. Or being evicted for. Or being evicted for really needs to, like, get checked. Like, I I know that there are people who don't have stuff that I do and I need to check myself with how I use it. And where in Africa did you go? I went to South Africa. And where in South Africa? Johannesburg. Johannesburg and Namibia in... Well, in South Africa, you went to Johannesburg, right, right, right. George, and Cape Town. Mm-hmm. And then we went to Namibia. Mm-hmm. But okay, girl, go, Global Girl Ventures, I see you. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes. Thank you, Jaylene. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think you've given some insight um, on Gen Z and just insight to the general community and parents that may be just dealing with the same thing that we're dealing with. I've heard um, what you have to say. I'm still dealing with the pulling girls. Yeah, that I'm, one. That, that one, one kind of like stuck in my head. That's okay. I'll get some more. Get yeah. some more info uh, off the mic. Thanks for spilling. The I'm tea. not doing nothing this mm-hmm. evening. I'm gonna go fight him. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys even know the slang? What's the slang? You you don't know the slang? What? What slang? Take us out with slang. Okay, so there's. We'll guess. Okay. Okay. Um. Okay, we'll start easy. Tea. What does tea mean? Oh, that's gossip. Giving the tea, it's gossip. What you just gave us. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, what does lit mean? Oh, lit means lit. like that's lit. That's you know, all right. right. You, you are right. Uh huh. Yeah, for real. Yeah, you good. <laughs> okay. Um, what does 
I'm gonna give you one. What? Let's do. Let's roll this around. Okay. That's your Z stuff. What is okay. jank? Jank. Jank. What's jank? Like, like jacked up. Like, oh. like stanky. Oh, you know? Okay, girl. Okay. All right. Well, then uh, let's end on that. Let's end on that. Then. Uh, okay, Jalen. Right. Thank you. Thank you so appreciate, much. Love you. Appreciate you being here. We love you. You know we love you, right? Yes. We love. We love you. Okay. Right? <laughs> yes. You got that. Yes, I got it. We okay. love Jay. All right, sister. We love Jay. Oh, sister Audrey. Too. Okay. <laughs> I love you, too. I love you, too. Drop the mic. All right, boom. Peace. Thank you for listening to What Say You. If you have conversation ideas or want to follow up on what you heard, please contact Melanie by email at melanie at missmelanie.com. M-E-L-A-N-N-I-E at M-I-S-S. M-E-L-A-N-N-I-E dot com. Channel 253 is sponsored by Alaska Airlines. I'm Nate Bowling and I fly Alaska. To book your next trip, go to alaskaair.com. The What Say You podcast is part of the Channel 253 network. Check out our other shows, Nerd Farmer, Interchangeable White Ladies, Citizen Tacoma, Crossing Division, Flounder's B-Team, and We Art Tacoma. This is Channel 253.